The Okie Geek Podcast is brought to you by Okie Comics, an anthology publication showcasing the talents of Oklahoma creators with stories featuring Oklahoma. Copies are available at Got Games in Dell City, Green Bambino, Paseo Plunge, and My Chic Geek in Oklahoma City, and Waving Wheat Bakery and Bistro in Norman, as well as your favorite comic book store and nearest library. You can find out more locations and more information at okiecomics.com. Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 286 of the Okie Geek Podcast, brought to you by Okie Comics. I'm Michael Cross. Our friends at Literati Press are about to begin a Kickstarter for season two of We Promised Utopia. Here to talk about it are Literati Creative Director Charles Martin, Chief Strategist Buck Berlin, and We Promised Utopia creators Adrian Morales, Jonathan Kelsch. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Really excited. So, okay, for those who don't know, tell us what is We Promised Utopia? Adrian, you want to take that? <laughs> My elevator pitch? Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's get stuck on the second floor. Uh, we Promise Utopia is an epic sci-fi tale. Uh, it starts out in our in our current era, uh, and it follows Isa, uh, the, the 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 charismatic character of our current age, uh, that she uh, accidentally begins a polit political movement through a, a reality TV show. Um, this uh, political movement turns into the second timeline, which is a uh, a little bit into the future with uh, Mangus, and uh, and he is a somewhat of a detective uh, auditor of the future, and he's uh, diving into some anomalies uh, within the larger, let's say, world government uh, organizations, and he's trying to find out like what's going on with with certain items, and so there's mystery involved in that second timeline. The third timeline is far into the future. And we see that there are some, that there's a family and they're surviving and they're surviving a, a, a climate catastrophe. And so we are following those three timelines and, and getting, you know, evidence and tips and hints on how those different timelines inter, uh, intermingle and, and they're related. And so we're just trying to deconvolve that, those mysteries between those three timelines. How many episodes are, uh, how many episodes are in the first season? Uh, four or issues. I'm, I'm yeah, saying, we had yeah. four issues. They're all out in the trade just released in mm -hmm. bookstores and libraries recently. There's going to be four issues in the second season. And then uh, I believe probably four or five issues in the third season. Is that uh, going to be all of them or do, or we do, or do we have a, an actual ending or yeah. to this idea in mind? Yeah. You know, in, if a series is successful, you're always looking for opportunity to spin off, but where we have mm -hmm. a, uh, a closed time on this of uh, about 12 to 13 issues. Um, so that way we get a nice satisfying ending and then we can start experimenting with other elements if we want to stay in with, within the world. We have a already have a planned um, a short side story about a character that disappears pretty early on to kind of explain what happened to them. That's fantastic. Yeah. And Jonathan, what part do you play in this? I'm the uh, artist of the middle timeline. So that's the utopian uh, era. And that follows Mangus, as uh, Adrian alluded to. Uh, Mangus is chasing down a mystery. Mm -hmm. He's, he's kind of like an FBI agent. And he, he becomes a, a massive uh, cog in a big machine 
where he has to decide uh, what he's going to pursue in this gigantic mystery that was created ultimately by Issa, but then evolves into something really wild and deep and profound into the utopic universe that, that he's existing in. And so all of these narratives kind of braid together, and the story is told as a braided narrative where we bounce back and forth between the timelines, but uh, with the art, and so I'm an artist, and so I'm, I'm, I'm loving creating the uh, kind of the machinery and the characters in this world, and some are very colorful, and some are, are kind of stoic like, like Mangus, but it's fun to see Mangus's, uh, uh, his character evolve and his motivations change dramatically in a dramatic moment that ends at the at issue four. Mm-hmm. So if anybody's followed it so far, it's a pretty dramatic ending. And then we proceed into season two where we find out what in the world is really going to happen and how this all kind of changes and evolves into a future dystopian. What happened? What's the feedback been like for the first season? I We've gotten a ton of great feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, we've gotten a lot of attention, like we've got a good critical response. Um, we got this glowing review from Kirkus, which is always fantastic because that's a really you know strong vetting system that libraries and bookstores look at whenever they're considering bringing something in. Um, it is, I mean, it, this is a challenging comic and if the reason that we are wanting to push forward, it, despite how challenging this comic is, is because we are getting such great reception from readers. And it also is a, is a good time for a comic like this because we are, you know, we're facing in real world um, a climate catastrophe. Mm-hmm. And we've got which, it. Which actually uh, dovetails nicely into the one review I heard this weekend at the comic show. Oh, yeah. Someone came in, picked it up, and said, yeah, just like every other jerkwad, they promised utopia. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's good. We need to add that to our, our <laughs> list. <laughs> that's you a, put a that's question a... mark on the title. Yeah. <laughs> that's the next dog, dog bumper point. sticker. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we've, and the, what's fun is this is a comic that um, also people that are teaching science, that are scientists themselves, um, we're getting like a lot of interest because whenever you see it, it's like, oh, it's another sci fi comic. Um, but whenever they find out, like the rigor that Adrian and Robert put into this book, they got clout. They got clout. Yeah, and they will. They'll be okay. Interesting. You have my attention. Then be like, yeah. And we've got white papers in the back. And you're like, you're putting white papers in your comic. It's like this is not a regular comic. Mm. Um, so we, I mean, we really, you know, we don't pretend that this comic is going to have all the answers to solving climate change, but. What it has is the spirit of a global reaction that would be necessary to keep our human race alive. Mm. Um, and we're finding a lot of like minds within the industry. And even and what's great is we get called out from our fans on various things on the science. It's like we had one guy um, call us out for having you know private cars which we actually don't. He just didn't read the white paper correctly. They're part of a part <laughs> of his fault. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it was cool though. Like, you know, they're like, we love the comic. Okay. How are you solving fossil fuels? You know, mm-hmm. and, and all of these things. And so we can't do a white paper to solve every single one of those. Right. But I mean, we really, really are putting in so much effort. Not And the art is another mm-hmm. factor of this because we've got three different artists with three very different styles and they're all, like really perfect for for the timelines that they're doing and you know Jonathan's 
cityscapes are bonkers. Yeah, yeah. Bonkers. Eric Osborne is doing uh, some of the art, and and mm-hmm. we got Chloe Chloe, Chloe Elman. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's it's a beautiful beautiful comic with. It's really nice to see people flip through it and just hear yeah. their reactions because no one's silent while looking through it. It's the mm-hmm. ooh, oh, <laughs> whoa, yeah. yeah. You're like uh, okay, yeah. That, that was a little much, but cool. Thank you. <laughs> Five dollars, please. <laughs> yeah, which, yes. which I mean, you know, hey, you don't usually get that out of an indie book. Yeah, you know, uh, right. usually it's uh, it's you know, images. Your your indiest you're going to see this kind of. Uh, uh, Ambitious project. Yeah. I mean, mostly it's Hickman and um, nothing else I've seen oh, awesome. that's uh, yeah. tried this. Yeah. And I, I mean, uh, you know, not to put us on the same shelf as Hickman, but uh, it's a very sparse shelf. Yeah. You know, no one else is laying out the uh, their homework and, sho- you know, shoving that into the story for those that want it but don't necessarily need to have it because you can enjoy it without your white pages. Yeah. It just helps explain what the yeah. heck's going on. Yeah, and it adds an ele- extra element because the white pages aren't there just to be like, this is how a space elevator works. <laughs> like, they're part of the mystery. And that's something that as you get deeper into the, ser- to the series, you start understanding what, th- what role the white papers have in the overall mystery. Kind of like Watchmen. Yeah, you know, like there are a lot of people who've never read the text pages in Watchmen or the uh, pirate story or yeah. anything, and like you're missing like a good third of the story there, yeah. and all your information. But yeah. you can, you know, you proof, still enjoy it without it. Yeah, proof that you can still enjoy it without part of the story, which yeah. says what a good story it is because every story has extra stuff that you don't know about it, other mm-hmm. things going into it. But right. now you all have all the stuff to back it up like no this is actually what's going on mm-hmm. and here's what's proving this yeah yeah which uh, i mean i'm guessing that probably helps like tell the story too i'm mm-hmm. guessing yeah yeah i like that comparison of uh of like alan moore doing his white paper on characters and we're trying to do white papers on the tech and- mm. <laughs> right have you ever i you know the funny thing is i think about the literati press uh titles uh, the blackjack demon and 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 this one we promised Utopia. I th- I think boy these would make great series or movies, which are a big deal right now. Is yeah. taking comic books? Have you ever thought about maybe this this might be able to spin off into its own little show? We have a literary agent right now shopping it. That's um, awesome. It's in the hands of a few different um, large production companies, so we'll see. It, it is going to be an expensive project. Yeah. So that is one of the one of the shortcomings that we have, um, but. Like the characters there, the drama's there, it's of the mm-hmm. moment. Um, so there's a lot of interest. Um, and apparently there's a star that is wanting to do the project. And I think there's something that she's waiting on before before fully committing. But like we've got a lot of we've got a lot of momentum. Um, as Kristen Sutton is our literary agent. She's yeah. actually she offices out of Seattle, but she's located in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's, yeah, it's great. And it's really cool having one person that like their whole job is to see, you know, see if we can get this made into, it really would need to be a TV series. I don't know yeah. that this would work necessarily as a, as no. a movie. No, it would, yeah, that's what I was thinking. And then there's no shortage of TV production with yeah. prime, with Netflix, with Disney plus yeah. Hulu. Uh, mm-hmm. they're all, there's so many places out there that would be, that could do this. And of course, yeah. the, I think it was a lot easier to get stuff done about 
two years ago during the uh, pandemic when they were basically greenlighting everything mm-hmm. because everybody was home to watch these things. I mean, yeah. they greenlit the Tiger King. I mean, let's come on, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but 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 it would be really neat to see something like this. And for people who picked up the comic when it first came out to go, oh, I was there when I first when it first came yeah. out. Yeah, and yeah. I. I'm hoping I'm hoping something comes with that, but in the meantime, we gotta st- we gotta keep making this comic. Yeah. And the thing the thing about this that is hard to really get across is um, 12 years ago we were making comics on repurposed office supplies <laughs> yeah, using Microsoft Publisher and you know Comic Sans, and now we are producing a book that is as ambitious as anything else getting made right now. I would and, say that it's on par with the top 10 percent of uh, uh, comic product being put out right now, and that's that is one hundred percent coming from a retail yeah, standpoint. Right, uh, it's yeah. it's top shelf quality yeah. stuff. So we're like, you know, we're like a <clears throat> little tiny boxer facing, you know, Mike Tyson <laughs> right now. We're yeah. like punching way outside of our weight class, and yeah. it is, you know, this is, you know, some of the other comics that we do are all, they're all really really great. We're really proud of. The output we're doing right now, we feel like all of them can stand on a shelf with anything. Mm-hmm. But this one is the one that is ambitious in a different way, where just the production of it is magnificently large. And we're we're not a cash, you know, we're not we're not a cash heavy publishing company by any stretch of the imagination. Again, repurposed office supplies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not that long ago. Not that long ago. I think ago. I still have those those at home. Yeah. 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 You know, and, and so like, yeah, what we're trying to do right now is found a company that will last through the ages. And that's, yeah. I, you know, that's the way I think, that that's the only way you can really do that too. Mm-hmm. You, If you just go, well, I'll just put out a comic book just like everybody else, then there's no chance of you really hitting that next level yeah. you've got well, to there, there's the chance there's a chance you get a walking dead or an invincible or a saga or right. something however <laughs> but those, even those but at the time those yeah. were not you know right and and even then for those that think that uh you had that comic there's your success and that's all you have to do oh no there's so much more yeah. that goes into it and people don't understand that no just because you get a hit doesn't mean yeah. oh you've got a you've got a working thing for forever now yeah. Yeah. You had a really great month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's the saga at the time. You know, is is still uh, top notch because it's we're going to do something that nobody else has even thought of. <laughs> right, you know? and and that's the thing is, you know, uh, imagine Brian K. Vaughn with uh, saga being his big first hit. It's not going to have all the the following and all the you know accolades and everything right off the bat because no one knows who the heck he is. So we're having the problem of we're having all this excellent content, uh, just uh, books that that are beloved by all sorts of other creators. It's just they're not quite hitting as they should. And with uh, media being what it is, uh, all uh, you know, all over everything, you're not going to be constantly buying more and more and more literati comics because we only have so many to buy. That being said, uh, thanks for all those that bought it, but we need more money yeah. because yeah. <laughs> uh, you can have a hit, but these things don't uh, produce enough capital to keep themselves going uh, mm-hmm. because of what we're doing. Like it, it'd be cool. Like it would be fine. We would have enough if this is all we're doing. Yeah. If it was, hey guys, we're only making We Promise Utopia one through twelve or thirteen, and then a couple other specials. That's it. That's fine. But we're we're building a company that's yeah. 
going to change everything. Yeah. Uh, so it's just kind of one of those, the due, due diligence now pays dividends later. Yeah, and that's the reason we started the Kickstarter. Um, yeah. It those was, have been going really well for you. Yeah. So the one that we're doing for We Promise Utopia, uh, Adrian, Robert, and I uh, talked about it as we were getting ready for the second season and knowing that the money just wasn't there. Right. Which sucks. Yeah. But it is what it is. We, you know, paper costs were crazy. Sales... Social media has changed. Like the, the landscape changed <laughs> underneath our underneath our feet. Yeah, so, the, the cost of everything is crazy. It's not what yeah. it used to be. Right. Yeah. So we've decided um, to go all in on a Kickstarter to, to fund all of season two, rather than going issue by issue by issue. Right. Um, and this would ensure art costs would be paid for, and that's basically it. Like if we get more than that, and we can throw some into production. That's fine. But we're like. We've got to make sure the artists are paid, and if mm -hmm. the artists are paid, then we can make we can we can do the comic for as long as we want to, as long as we can figure out how to pay the artists, because yeah. the rest of us are working for free. When does exactly. the Kickstarter start? Uh, November twenty eighth, okay. which is good. I had the wrong date in mind, and luckily our operations manager Echo Gooch <laughs> corrected me just this morning. So fourteen days away, and what are we looking to to raise, Adrian? Well, we're looking to raise between seven and eight thousand dollars. As, uh, as Charles mentioned, that will cover art expenses, and that's pretty much the most important thing for us, to make sure our artists are, are paid. And one of the reasons we are looking to raise this money from the very beginning is so that we can feed the artists with the work all the, uh, all the way from the beginning, make sure that they work throughout, through those four issues just, just in, uh, at one go. You know? Because one of the, the feedbacks that we received is that the uh, bi-monthly publication wasn't really working um, for the readers. So we want to, to to avoid that. We want to have a monthly publication and really going from like a bi-monthly, tri-monthly publication to a monthly publication, it really puts us as a, as a publisher and, and working with the distributor in a whole nother level because it's so much work getting a monthly publication out there. Like I'm no expert in the comic book industry or the publishing industry at all, <laughs> but just working through these things with, with the guys and, and understanding what are the, the, the bottlenecks, like yeah. just releasing those bottlenecks and going to a monthly uh, release date. It's, it's just an enormous amount of work. Yeah. And, um, and so the cash, the cash is going to be that, that, that catalyst. Uh, being able to pay the artists so they can keep busy so we can start publishing when our, all of the art is almost done for the four issues. That's just going to be, that's, that's going to help us a lot in our readership. What are some of the goals that you guys are trying to, uh, the, the, now they're the giving levels, I guess is the only way I can think about. Adrian, do you have that in front of you? I don't have it in front of me. I can pull it up here. For a crisp $10,000, we will give you the <laughs> yes. entire plot unbraided. We will spell it out for you, answer any questions. With some drawings in the corners. Yeah, Jonathan we will, will tell come you over to your the, house. All the weird tattoos that everyone in the book has that you don't know about and what they mean. Because it's all braided together. It all means something. And if you want, oh. you can even suggest some. Oh, and $3,000 will draw a comic of you uh, eating cake. Cake. Yeah, I, cake. I believe that's the... Uh, uh, Commonality now that I throw on, on all of these, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's that's really not uh, a bad amount for for all that, which is is I mean, 
man, that's cheap for you guys. Not to not to be you know too mean to you guys, but <laughs> man, you guys are worth way more than that. Well, but. I like how Adrian said he's. Uh, they need to feed the artists. Yeah, we yeah. appreciate that. We do like to eat, but yeah, I, I, I mean, like this is really one of those like. You know, seeing how little some of the uh, artists and writers make on these books is shocking. And everyone thinks, oh, well, you know, this book's a hit. It should be everywhere. And they're, they're set right. for like, no, yeah. you're, you're uh, Very five bucks elusive. a pop and you're not seeing half of that. That's right. <laughs> you know? That's right. Even yeah. some, some major, major uh, Marvel DC artists that, that do independent books, mm-hmm. they will do Kickstarters. They'll do, yeah. they're, they're published by image and you can see the real numbers behind those, those titles. And it's a little shocking. It's like, yeah, it's not like comics make a ton of money. Yeah. Cause everyone thinks that they're like, Oh, they're like movie star level. They're right. They're fit. No, it's no, you've no. got like a good, you know, six figure job, but that, that first digit is just barely one. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. yeah it's, it's a labor of well, love. And I'm, I'm grateful that we, we do get paid as artists. It's not like we get, we get paid great, but right. yeah. I, we just could not do it. Yeah, I was going to say, some of you all, uh, you're lucky if that uh, second digit is a one. Well, <laughs> so. I, we were talking with Nick last week about the fact that you got in, you go to like DC or Marvel or something like that, you'll see, and the masthead, You've got the writer, you've got the artist, you've got the inker, you've got the letterer, you've got the shader. I mean, all these people, but you guys pretty much do it on your own, all the stuff. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, Charles, so you, can, you can put, ahead, put a few of those uh, into Charles. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't. I, so I started lettering. We promised Utopia, but uh, Jonathan and Eric wanted to um, go bigger with the lettering than I was able to do because. Mm. I'm a writer. I'm not a We're letter. So I, I'm a letter because I have to be. Yes. So I do the initial bubble placement um, just to make sure flow and clarity is there. And then uh, Jonathan and Eric delete everything I do and redo it. Yeah, that's pretty much right. <laughs> <laughs> so, not, not at all. One of the things that, just one of the things I wanted to mention is that within our Kickstarter, uh, we are breaking down our costs uh, for, for the public in general. Uh, we reviewed a whole bunch of Kickstarters on different artists, different projects, what they're asking for. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, Echo made a pretty good comment saying like, uh, well, why do you, why are you asking for this much? And so I, I went ahead and I, and I compiled all of our expenses, um, you know, artists, distribution, paper, uh, all that stuff and miscellaneous stuff. And so I kind of compiled it together and I broke it down as a per issue. Just to show the public uh, how much money <laughs> yeah. does it take, and, and seven thousand does seven thousand will not cover all the costs, but it gets us close enough that mm-hmm. you know we can rate our, you know, our penny penny jars and yeah. you know work an extra job to I, get us know. to the finish line. And it gets I, us started. I, That's the whole point started. of the Kickstarter. Yeah. Is it, gets, it gets the product going. <laughs> it so gets that, it, yeah, it gets us close enough that we can go ahead and just yeah. commit and say, okay. Come hell or high water, we can get this get this season done. Yeah, I love that Adrian and Robert have it down. Like just because of the engineering brains and you know, because I'm married to one, I understand how they work. It's the let's get the debt out first, and then we can explain, and then we're going to defend what we just said. Yeah, because it's the guys. We know that this is what we need. We're not just BSing this. It's not the oh well. We hope we get this. It's the no. This is what we need, folks. We want this. Thank you very much. There is <laughs> there is no part of this comic that does not receive that same sort of rigor. Like yeah. every everything from a tree to a, a little tree. campfire in the side of the cave. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Explosions. Explosions. Yeah. I had to fight so hard for one explosion. <laughs> fight so there's hard. not enough combustible material, and there's not a good source of ignition. It's like it's an action comic, guys. We got to have at least one have explosion. Have, uh, Michael Bay <laughs> will never pick this up. Yeah. 
So that one explosion, can we have more of those? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Wait, is there a level in Kickstarter for more explosions? More explosions. Man, there should be. There will there be now. Oh, oh, I love it. It's the stretch goal. If you hit 15,000, yes, <laughs> there shall oh, be. Wait, no, let's, uh, let's ruin Adrian for $50 per... <laughs> per $50. Yeah, just suspend the science for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Wow, this science suspendium just exploded. <laughs> I don't know what's up with that. <laughs> so, Adri Adrian, what are some of the levels that you guys have? Yeah, so uh, let me let me tell you about that. So we have uh, some of our first levels include just pretty much like, a, hey, I like it. You know, that's just a, a dollar. Mm -hmm. uh, just, to, just to get some of these things moving internally with Kickstarter. We have obviously issues one, issue one plus stickers. We have a manga size. We promise Utopia as well in there. We have a Kickstarter variant cover that we're working on as well. Um, we have the digital copies of the first four issues. We also have the trade paperback as one of the uh, one of the levels. We have puzzles uh, in there. We we printed quite a, a few puzzles, and so we we have like a hundred little 100 piece puzzle sets. Which they're really cool. I fun. put one together. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, so then we have uh, a, a, a level of debate the science. If somebody's really curious about uh, certain things, like we've gotten some um, some feedback, like what, what they mentioned about the individual vehicles uh, that you know it wasn't uh, it wasn't totally completely clear. Uh, if if the people read the, the white papers and they're still confused, then that's a that's a problem from our side because we weren't clear enough. Mm -hmm. um, so we have this debate the science uh, tier, which I think is always interesting getting feedback on that side. Um, and then we have one that's uh, get advice on your own comic. So you get a chance to talk to some of the experienced people behind the project and, and, and you know, just get some very specific feedback on, on your, your own project. Uh, digital pass for season two. So this is more geared towards people that are outside the U.S. Uh, probably uh, just mailing things out from the U.S. to other countries uh, is going to be uh, a little bit expensive. So we developed this digital pass um, and and also draw the likeness of, of yourself into the comic book. So I, I always like that one because actually when I tell my friends about, you know, the Kickstarter and stuff going on, they always jokingly kind of like make this this comment like, oh, yeah, you're going to draw yourself or whatever. And I was like, well, actually, we could draw you you know, yeah. for, for a certain amount, you know, on the Kickstarter. And then they, they get kind of excited with that. So uh, that one seems to be popular. I got Eric Osborne on the front cover of the first one. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, should I tell the story? Oh, you don't know the story. Oh, okay. Okay, Eric probably won't listen anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> so, we were at um, SCOSDCon in Tahlequah uh, as an indigenous-focused uh, comic book convention and the Northeastern state university and um yeah so john eric osborne our art director and also the artist for the present day was um he was eating a sandwich on the front cover um and um it, that's not all that's in the cover but it's like an element of it it's we promised utopia we're eating sandwiches now it's the main focus yeah it's the main focus and uh so somebody came up and they're like Psh. Why do you have Kevin Stitt on your on your cover? I, yeah. and, <laughs> yes, I've heard this. And as soon as it happened, I was like, I can't wait to tell everybody. <laughs> I, I, I told two people before I finally told Eric. 
<laughs> Poor guy. Love it. He doesn't look like Kevin Stitt, by the way. And also, well, he, I mean, in the same way of uh, in role models that we all look like Ben Affleck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sure <laughs> um, and it, I think what's funny, is, I mean, and it was a indigenous person who said that. You know, and like, you know, Eric is indigenous. He just, oh, yeah. He kind of looks when he's eating a sandwich a little bit like Kevin Stitt, <laughs> as it turns Where's out. Where's that sandwich from? Oh, yeah. wait, no, we can't get into that. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, we're actually, okay, uh, well, maybe uh, we are about to leave Adrian. Uh, Adrian has to go work. So everyone say goodbye to Adrian. Bye, Adrian. Bye, Adrian. Well, got it. Bye. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Thank, thank you. I got I to gotta go do my stuff. Yeah. So, All right. There we go. Go do science. Yes, go thank do science. Thank you so much for your time. Then we'll yeah. look forward to seeing that in a bit. Uh, guys, so we, when we, we talk about uh, this, putting this together, and we talk about art, uh, how hard is it to have this cohesiveness when you're dealing with three different timelines, three different writers, three different artists, how hard is it to put this all together, Charles? Well, at first, <laughs> at first. So the, it is the more people you add to a project, the more complicated it gets. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, you know, in that you think, oh, assembly line, and it should simplify everything. But mm -hmm. it really doesn't, especially a project like this, where, um, yeah, you've got three different timelines. You've got a massive cast of characters, and you have uh, three different artists with their own three different um, processes. And then you have two scientists mm -hmm. at the helm who are making sure that everything on every single panel fits the overall like idea, the all the the the, the paradigm that they're setting up. Um, so it is a ton of a ton of things to keep in mind with every single page and every single panel, but we also have a really good team. Mm -hmm. So one of the, one of the surprising things that has come from this is even though there is a lot of friction, um, with every single issue, because there are so many things that have to come together for the issue to work. Um, the way that we work through the issue, through all the problems that we come across is way more, positive and invigorating than I would have ever expected have, having never worked on something this difficult before. Uh, Adrian and Robert are used to collaboration. That's part of the ethos of their, you know, of their industry. So they know how to communicate well. They know how to give and take. Um, then we have artists that are very responsive to instructions. And yeah, so like it is very hard. But it is so, so rewarding. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, Jonathan, where can people find more information about you and see your artwork? Um, I'm, I'm at JK Arts, J-K-A-R-T-S. That's my initials. And he is not just kidding. That's right. <laughs> um, and Charles, and where can people find out more information about, first off, the Kickstarter and then the Literati Press? Um, so the Kickstarter, um, just search We Promised Utopia on Kickstarter and you'll find it there. Is um, there already a, 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 yeah, a you, remind me button? Yeah, you can, okay, you can go on to Kickstarter right now, even though it doesn't. In fact, we would love it if you do. Yeah. Um, go on there, find We Promised Utopia, sign up for updates. What we need is everyone to donate hour one of day one, um, because if that happens, that kicks us up on the algorithm, and we we will oh, yeah. be one of the whenever you go on to Kickstarter, we'll be one of the first things you see, 
And, and it's it not would, a, that's that's one of those where it's not the amount, it's the number of people. Yeah. So if everybody went and just put in a dollar, right, the algorithm just like pops all the way up yeah, to the top. Exactly. And that's that's what we need to happen for this project to really get catch fire. Because you, you see projects make, you know, way more than seven thousand dollars, and it's mm-hmm. because they get that initial burst mm-hmm. and they have something that is compelling. Um we're selling a comic that doesn't have a lot of cheesecake in it or doesn't have any cheesecake in it. And that's going to be and something that's for environmental issues for my environmental yes. issues. We care, we um, care about the climate. Um, but yeah, so the, that is something we're going to have to overcome. This mm-hmm. is a intelligent, well-executed comic um, that we have to fight a little bit harder to get attention for. So yeah. go on there. And Though give it a be dollar. uncouth, enter in your own email and everyone else's, you know, Yeah, <laughs> say that they want to know everything about it. Right. Yeah. Vote, vote early and often. Vote but, early but and sincerely, often. Sincerely, what you said, Michael, is very important. Yeah. Uh, if, if you have any interest in supporting us, even yeah. a dollar, a yeah. dollar will help us uh, kind of, it'll, it'll increase our presence on the algorithm. So it's, it's a way to support us, to give us a little bump. And it also hopefully will get to be a Kickstarter we love, which you've done before mm-hmm. through Literati. Mm-hmm. So it, it's very, very helpful if you have any desire to just uh, check it out, uh, get a digital copy, or if you if you can't support in a major way, oh, just share. The best way, yes, please share. Yeah, yeah. yeah. media. Yeah, ignore our and, flippant behavior yeah, about the, this. My God, please help us. This is yeah. one of the coolest <laughs> things. That, like, yeah. as as someone who's been reading comics uh, since 1989, has made his life around it, and you know makes his living today through it. This is one of my favorite projects I've been involved in. Please, for the love of God, and anything else you hold, you know, holy or dear or anything. Give us your money. Please, 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 please. For for those who don't know, if you give a dollar, it will remind you also as you get closer to the end date. So if you've put in a dollar and you go, okay, I put it all, but now we're getting close to the end. I might think about getting the trade paperback or I might get something. I want to (laughs) boost up my amount. Put in the dollar as soon as it goes live. And and that way you'll remind. Yeah. You can always add to it later. That's yeah. right, and not only that, but you're going to get the trade paperback as part of your initial. I mean, if you if you go for that tier, yeah, you you will absolutely get that. And if you have not read the story yet, that's very intriguing all by itself. And then you can always increase your donation or whatever you want to do later. Yeah, and, and I mean, who knows what we'll end or add by the end of this thing too? Yeah, I mean, yeah. sometimes we get plucky, sometimes we get crazy. Do you have a yeah, level absolutely. where it's like it, you can get like four the four issues physical copies uh-huh. as well? Yeah, See, because you get those, and then when this gets picked up by Prime. Yeah, and it gets invaded right. movie. You will be a millionaire. No, I don't, I don't know which comics well, worth worth. You may be, but not because of this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the, the comic price will go up if it doesn't get made into a movie. Trust me. <laughs> yes, it will. But the 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 core element is, is yeah, we have season one in the can, right? Yeah. So you're going to get that if you haven't read it yet. Check it out. You know, throw mm-hmm. some throw, throw some interest in our way. Well, you'll get that as a base. The the trade essentially issues one through four, and this is to support season two. And trust me, season two is really good. I th- I'm yeah. really super excited about it. I think it's going to be great. And so people can go to Literati Press, uh, your physical shop. Yeah. And, Literati and Press, OK.com is our website. Literati Press Bookshop at 3010 Paseo in Oklahoma City is our footprint. That's where we do all of our printing. That's where we do a lot of our art, writing, all of the things. And then we're on Twitter, Instagram, Mastodon now. Are you um, on Mastodon? I, yeah. I've been thinking about that. Is it good? Is it a good website? Is it good? It is We'll see. Like it, it's so it's, like it's the band. It, no, it's oh. this new social media thing. So social media. The people is, who are jumping away from Twitter now because of Elon Musk which are going I, to Mastodon. Okay. Yeah. So it's federated as opposed to um, Twitter, which is like centralized. And federated means that anybody, like if you had a server and you wanted to create your own little 
hub of Mastodon. You could do that, and people could search into your thing or not. So uh, searching in Mastodon is more difficult. So like if I know that Jonathan Kelsch is on Mastodon, but he's not part of the like sub group that I'm a part of, mm -hmm. I have to know his username to find him. I can't just oh. do Jonathan Kelsch. If he's part of my thing, then I'll see it. So it's, it's different the way that they collect it. And it may end up being better because of that, or it may, you know, well, they might have to change it. Just like it's namesake, it might not survive. That's true. Uh, Either way, uh, I feel like this is a That's deal. the problem with social media is <laughs> yeah. it's like there's been so many since 2004 is when Facebook came out. 2006 is Twitter. And they're really, and they've, and several have come and gone yeah. and never have been able to really hold on to. So far, Mastodon is really focused on the thing you want to focus on. So mm -hmm. whenever you choose whatever federated server or whatever, um, that's what it's about. Yeah. So it it's is like a discord. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it is pretty cool. I don't know that it'll be the replacement for Twitter, maybe, but there is a learning curve and I'm not sure if that learning curve is going to be too much of a, too much of a barrier. We'll have to see. Guys, thank you so much for showing up and everybody go make sure to check out the Kickstarter in two weeks and go there right now and sign up for it to be please, reminded. Please, please, please. Yeah. Thank tell you for your friends. support. Thank yeah, you definitely. everybody for your support so far. Great. Thanks guys. So that's going to do it for our show. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at OK Geek Podcasts. That's also the address for our Gmail account. We'd love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter at KOSU Michael C. You can also find us on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. Be sure and subscribe, rate us, and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Charles Martin, Adrian Morales, Buck Berlin, Jonathan Kelsch, I'm Michael Cross reminding you to keep calm and geek on.